the Lord want to bless us this morning. And as, as I was praying and preparing myself uh, to preach this morning, and it came a little bit sudden, but it's all right. I have time to, to study and to read a word and pray. Hallelujah. And this morning, I want to speak on a theme, holiness, a guarantee to see God. You understand it? Holiness, a guarantee to see the Lord. And I want to read a few scriptures. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. It's a very known scripture. And also Hebrews 12, verse 14. And then let's start. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they what? For they what? Speak it, speak it. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see the Lord or see God. That's a wonderful word. And Jesus spoke it very clearly on the Mount of, uh, trans, uh, on the, Mount of the Beatitudes when he spoke about it. And then the other verse in, Mass, in uh, Hebrews chapter, I think 12, 14 it is. Pursue peace with all men. Can I hear an amen? amen? Amen. If you're not in peace with anyone, whether Christian or not, make sure you're in peace with anyone or with everyone. Pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. You see that is combined with a word in Matthew, what I read. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If our heart is not pure, and if we are not living in holiness before the Lord, we will guarantee not see the Lord. Did you understand it? And that's why one thing is so important. And I might be misunderstood by people. And that is holiness for our Christian life. That we might walk in holiness with him. Now, Isaiah the prophet, he was also called the evangelist of the Old Testament. Now, he saw the Lord. And when he saw the Lord... He was very, very afraid or shaken in his heart <coughs> because he saw God. I think we all want to see God or Jesus one day. And I'm determined. I want to see Jesus for whom it was worthwhile. Perhaps uh, we are not suffering in any way but for our dear brothers and sisters who are suffering around the world persecution because of the name of Jesus. 
And I think it's, it's right that they can see Jesus and will see Jesus one day. It makes worthwhile living for Jesus here on earth. Amen. What is there anything in the world that is worthwhile living for? Nothing. Nothing. You could have the best house. You could have the best car and everything. It's nothing. But Jesus is more. And I want to see Jesus one day when he comes. I want to go with him. Hallelujah. What about you? And it should resound in your heart. A loud praise the Lord. I want to see Jesus. You know the scripture there, I think it's in, in John chapter 11. There were some Greeks and they came to Thomas and said, Sir, we want to see Jesus. They came all the way from Greece and they heard about Jesus in Judea. A man, the son of God. And he, they wanted to know who is the son of God. They had enough philosophy in Greece and all that stuff. But they came and said, Lord, we want to see Jesus. Is there a desire in your heart that says, I want to see Jesus. And that's so important. And there's only one way, and the Bible says this clearly. Without holiness, no one will see Jesus or will see the Lord. And as Jesus said himself, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. They will see God, and I want to see God. We might have any faint idea what God is, but I tell you, when we would come into the presence of God, as Elijah, as Isaiah came into the presence of God, it was so powerful. And Isaiah, he saw the Lord. He saw the seraphims. And they were crying to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Now it's important to understand how Isaiah saw God. What happened in his life. There were so many things in his life and he came to the conclusion, I'm undone, I'm undone. For I'm, I have, my lips are unclean and live amongst the people with unclean lips. Now, I read it in the complete Jewish Bible. Yes, we gave our dear brother uh, Gary when he went away a nice Bible. And that's the complete Jewish Bible. And I grabbed to it. I've got one as well. I grabbed to it and I try to understand. And that's so wonderful. The Jewish Bible says, or the complete, complete Jewish Bible says, in the year of King Uzziah's death, I say, 
I saw Adonai sitting on a high lofty throne. The hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim stood over him, each with six wings, two for covering his face and two for covering his feet and two for flying. Then they were crying out, these seraphims. They were crying out. And as I read it in this Jewish, a complete Jewish Bible, and then I stand, understand why it says God is our three times holy God. And it says in the Jewish Bible, more holy than the holiest holiness is Adonai. Say what? The whole earth is filled with his glory. How did he perceive us? More holy than the holiest holiness is God's Sabbath. Can you understand it? Just saying holy is not enough. And it says here, holy, more holy than the holiest holiness. It's already the third place, or the third level. And that's God. And he said the doorposts shook at the sound of their shouting. There was, were the seraphim, when they were shouting to each other the name of God or the holiness of God. More holy than the holiest holiness is Adonai. Sevat. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The doorposts shook at the sound of their shouting and the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, woe to me. I too am doomed. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. Living among a people with unclean lips. Having seen with my own eyes the king Adonai. Sebaoth. I've seen God. Now all these scoffers who scoff about the gospel and scoff about God, when they will stand one day before God, their mouth will shut. I heard many people say, well, when I will come before God, then I've got a few little questions for him, and I want him to answer for me. Why is all that suffering in this world? Why are all these children suffering in this world? And I tell you what, with thousand questions, God will answer you, and you will have no, or will uh, ask you, and you will not be able even having one word, one answer. You will close your mouth because you will be shocked of the holiness. I'm not able to express the holiness. Would I be able to express the holiness? I tell you what, we all would shake. 
No, he's so holy and pure. Not filtered down in any way. He's so holiness pure. More than the holiest of holiness. That's the holiness of God. And every mouth will shut in the presence of God. Now this is the God Isaiah saw. What God do you see in your heart? Ah, a good friend, a good buddy. God is not a good buddy. Get it eradicated, eradicated out of your mind. Once for all, God is holy, holy, holy. Years ago, I read something of a church in Queensland. And after church, they got together somewhere in a pub. And they were drinking. And they wanted to show the people, God is different than we think. Yes, he is different than you think. He is more holy than the holiest Holiness, that's how it says in the complete Jewish Bible. When I read this, I must say, we have got no idea of holiness at all. We think we know what holy is. But Isaiah saw these uh, things. He saw God, high lifted up, and on his throne, and his train fills the temple. And then you heard these seraphims calling to one another, holy. And that's how we have it in our English Bible. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 5, verse 8, Jesus was together with his disciples and they didn't catch anything, any fish. You know, the disciples were fishermen. And Jesus said, cast your net there on a certain spot. And they got a big, big catch. And now Peter, he was an experienced fisherman. And we read something there. Peter saw a miracle that Jesus did. When Simon Peter saw that, he fell down on his knees uh, before the feet of Jesus, saying, what did he say? Master, good. Good on you, Master. Did, you, did he say no? He fell on his knees. What did he say? He realized something. He realized he is God on the earth. Jesus Christ says, Go away from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. In the holiness of 
God. This Peter said, go away. I can't stand any longer in your holiness because I'm a sinful man. That's what God's holiness or God's holiness will bring about in our life. If you have understood what it means, more holy than the holiest holiness is God, Sebald. Now he saw these things. Now what is holiness actually? What is holiness? Holiness, separation from all unrighteousness. Holiness is first separation from all unrighteousness. That's why God is holy. There is no unrighteousness in God. He is holy, holy, holy. Pure, pure, pure. You can't get it any purer. And that's God. That's what he said very clearly. Separation from all unrighteousness. I can't understand. God is holy. His heaven is holy. Why do you want to go to heaven? To a place that's holy, holy, absolutely pure. Doesn't come in you the desire to become pure and holy like he is holy too. If you reject holiness, what do you want in heaven? I want to know. You understand it? There's nothing in between. Either we are holy, made holy by the blood of Jesus and have separated from all unrighteousness and live also a holy life. That's so important. It says in 1 John, letter of John, chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like, like, like him. How is Jesus? When the demons saw him, at the Sea of Gazarene. When he saw him, he said, you are the Holy One of God. Have you come to punish now? To punish us now? They saw Jesus, the Holy One of God. Now it's so important to understand it. And that's what the Lord put on my heart. That's what I preach. I don't know whether I will ever get another chance. My life is in the Lord's hand. Whatever might be, I don't know. I have a certain age where it could happen that the Lord said, we're going to come up. 
time to go home. And I would say, Lord, here I am. I don't know. But one thing, and if this would be my last sermon I preach in this church, I want to brand it into your heart by the Spirit of God. God is holy. Can I hear an amen? God is more holy than the holiest holiness. Do you understand it? It goes higher, higher, more intensive. Hallelujah. And now our dear brother and apostle John, he wrote to the church and he said in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, Beloved, you know, I have read a few. And then verse 3. And everyone, everyone here, and everyone who has this hope fixed on him, what is he doing? Sitting nice and saying, Lord, come, Lord Jesus. No. What is he doing? And everyone who has his hope or this hope fixed on him, purifies himself just as he is pure. If holiness is in your life of no meaning, I tell you what, you will not see God. And here it says very clearly, and everyone who has his hope fixed on him, will purify himself just as he is pure. Anything that comes your way, that is unholy, step away from. Make a clear decision. Say, I am not going to do this. God is holy. Jesus is holy. Hallelujah. Holiness will permeate from us. I read about a little story. Anybody heard about Charles Finney? Charles Finney, a man of God. And he was known. He visited a factory where people were working on machines. And as he entered that factory, a holy conviction came over, over all these people. They cried because now, somehow, the Spirit of God was working there. And these people came under conviction just only by a man, Charles Finney. And whoever was the leader of that shift there said, switch off all the machines. It is too dangerous. They were crying and crying crying, convicted of the sin. Holiness permeates to our environment. You understand it? That what happened 
with Peter when they saw what Jesus did, this miracle. He said, Lord, get away from me. Because I am a sinful man. Do you understand how sinful sin is? Only when you understand the holiest of holiness. Then you will see what sin is. Till then, sin might be for you perhaps a little toy you play with. Perhaps your pet sin. If you have still a pet sin, you know what I mean? A sin you like to pamper and enjoy yourself by it and on it, you will not see Jesus. You will not see Jesus. God wants to plant in our mind very strong, and that's what John said. The apostle of love. I want to preach the love of Christ. And if the love, and Christ, love of Christ can't convict you to become like him when he comes as the judge. You will. You will be convicted. Remember, God's heaven is holy. God's heaven is holy. I can't understand if you disregard holiness and don't want to know anything about holiness. What do you want in God's heaven? What do you want in God's heaven? There's only holiness. Wherever you look, it's holy. Do you look to the right? You see the holiness. That's why this city we are going is called the, the holy city. Hallelujah. Ella showed me this week something. I think it was America, where was it? No, it was a Chinese mother. There was a two-year two little girl, and she sang. Listen to that. She sang, sang. The holy city. You know the, the song, The Holy City? She sang it. Although she was still little, and the words came a little bit hard out of your mouth, you know, as these little children are gifted with this gift of speaking a little bit unclear but you could understand the holy city. I can rejoice and I want to be walking in holiness with God, rejecting everything that is unrighteous before God. For an unsanctified 
Christian, heaven will be the greatest nightmare. Have you got it? For an unsanctified Christian, heaven will be your greatest nightmare. But if you live in holiness, pure in your heart, you will see God. And this God who thrones in his heaven is different as the, to the God you perhaps might imagine in your life. That's why, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Pursue peace with everybody and sanctification without nobody will see the Lord. I can't understand if you want to see God, why isn't this yielding after holiness in your life? That you rather give up everything, but I don't want to miss out on heaven. I don't want to miss out on heaven. There's nothing, nothing, nothing in this world so costly to be able to exchange the holiness in God's holy heaven for. Isaiah saw the Lord. He saw the Lord and holy where these seraphims crying to one another. Now, I remember chapter 2, Acts. And let me put this chapter 2, Acts 27. Then now freshly Holy Spirit baptized Peter. You know, it was at Pentecost. He was freshly, let me put this way, Holy Spirit baptized. Amen? Do you believe that at Pentecost Peter was baptized in the Holy Spirit? I do. And listen what he said when he spoke. And we know the sermon he preached then. And he said in Acts 2, verse 27, because you will not, and he's speaking about Jesus, because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to, nor allow your Holy One to, see corruption or undergo decay. Holy ones, and I can take it from the mouth of that Holy Spirit freshly filled 
Peter. Holy ones will not see decay. Amen? Hallelujah. That's what Isaiah saw. That's what we need more of Jesus, more of him. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you. And I pray, Lord, this word that it might work further on in our heart. Give us a desire, Lord Jesus, to live in sanctification for you and holiness. For we will see the King. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. I'm going to see the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what the apostle who wrote to the Hebrews pursue. In other words, chase after holiness. That means anything that is not holy, reject straight away. Don't spend any time to look at it. It's not worthwhile anyway. Hallelujah. Holy, holy is the Lord. More holy than the holiest holiness. That's how the Jewish, complete Jewish Bible said. When I read this, I said, boy, I have no idea about holiness. Lord, I want to live that way. And he who has this hope fixed in him, in Jesus, what does he do? Purifies himself. That is me chucking out. That doesn't belong in my life. This doesn't belong. Sorting out. And everything that is not pure, out. Chase after that. Sanctification and purity. Pureness. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. And I wish you a wonderful day in the presence of the Lord. Walk with the Lord. And as the Lord shows you, this must go. Let it go. Hallelujah. Let's stand.